Well, I'm not an expert. I'm not an authority. I'm someone who has been a murderer for almost 20 years. Maybe I should have killed four or 500 people, then I would have felt better. People say, Ted Bundy didn't show any emotion. There must be something in that. I showed emotion. You know what people said? See, you really can't get violent and angry. Welcome to The Squonk and the Hag a podcast about murder, mystery, the supernatural, and even a conspiracy or two. Dun, dun, dun. My name is Mo. And I'm Kraken. Welcome on in, guys, to another episode of The Squonk and the Hag. With me, as always, is our trusty little froggy friend. Is me, Cracko. Okay, episode over. Bye. Oh, okay. I see how it is. I'm scared. Yeah, I showed you a little preview video of what to expect, and yeah. Yeah. This is honestly one of my favorite creepypastas and topics, so. I guess let's get in to another Krako tale. Uh, we don't have any announcements this week, so. I, I feel like at some point, like, we need to start introducing, like, a, a trauma meter. It's just like, on a scale of 1 to 10, how traumatized are you today? Well... Yeah, except for the fact that we keep trying to top the last one. Mm-hmm. So... Eventually, it's just going to get really bad, and then no one's going to want to listen. I mean, do people really want to listen now? I mean, yes, to see what words I'm going to make up or, like, how wrong my <laughs> geography is. So, I mean, like, yeah. How close Idaho is to New York. Yeah. Close enough. I mean, at least they're in the same country? Yeah, close enough. That's about it. They're not in the same region. <laughs> All states are close to each other. I mean, they're in the same country, and that's basically the same thing, so close enough. Anyway, hey, Krakow, you want to tell us a story? Hello, yes. So, and this, this is going to be fun because you had never heard of this one. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, liminal spaces and the back rooms. Are you, are you excited? I'm debating if I just want to walk out of the room and let you think that I'm here listening. I mean, that's also an option, but so uh, if you do that, keep your keep your headset on. That way you can still hear. <laughs> Just play a recording, and every few seconds or a couple minutes, uh-huh, uh-huh, oh, okay, mm-hmm. You just got that on mm-hmm. a loop, just playing it by the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait, why are you saying uh-huh? I haven't even said anything yet. I haven't finished my sentence. <laughs> it's like speed. <laughs> oh, wait, that's a movie. Have you ever seen that movie? You Probably not. Which movie? Speed. Uh, that's the one with the bus and and the bomb, right? And Keanu Reeves, Sandra Bullock, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have seen it, surprisingly, but it has been a long time since I've seen it, so... I mean, I might as well have not seen it, since I don't really remember anything from it. It's been that long, so... Mm-hmm. It might as well be new. Anyway, so, uh, the back rooms, on to the story. So this this originated on a uh, an image board called 4chan, specifically on their paranormal board uh, X, on May twelfth, two thousand nineteen. So it's actually not as old as as I thought it was. I I thought this was like an older thing, but apparently not. An anonymous user posted an image of a large carpeted room with yellow wallpaper and fluorescent lighting and asked fellow users to post disquieting images that just feel off. This could possibly go wrong. 
Yeah, exactly. Especially on an image board where there's not really yeah. any moderation. So, like, I, I don't recommend anyone go to this website because... Uh, yeah, 4chan is yeah. Anyway. known to be off the wall. I don't think I've ever been to anything on that website, but that's because I know it's off... I have out of curiosity just to just to see what was on there. And I, if you're going to read stuff from there, I recommend you stick to places that pull selected stories from there. That way it's not completely unfiltered. But after this post, uh, this wasn't the first time that this image was posted. It was actually posted somewhere else earlier uh, in April on April 21st of 2018. But no one really knows where the image was taken. So that's also another creepy thing is just this image just showed up. We don't know where what location it is or where it's at or who took it or anything about it. It's just it's just there. Okay. But uh, it, it got understandably many replies with similar images. Um, and one user gave it the first description of the back rooms. This user said, if you're not careful and you no clip out of reality in the wrong areas, you'll end up in the back rooms. It's where nothing but the stink of old moist carpet, the madness of mono yellow, the endless background noise of fluorescent lights at maximum hum buzz, and approximately 600 million square miles of randomly segmented empty rooms to be trapped in. God save you if you hear something wandering around nearby because it sure as hell has heard you. Why would someone post that? I don't know, and the fun thing about the back rooms is, is like according to like the lore, which is it it varies between like where you go for the information, because it's one of those things. It's just it can be made up by anyone, and it it doesn't really have any rules to like the lore behind it and creating new lore. It's just just make stuff up. It's like Slenderman. Pretty much, yeah. Like Slenderman, just it it, it was a, a Photoshop contest. And then it picked up, and now it's, you know, it's an urban, like, it's a legit urban legend. And yeah. actually, there's an interesting um, true crime story that I had, uh, I can't remember which, it was either Bailey Sarian or Danielle Kirsty did an episode on it. Uh, these little girls, they were, like, 12 oh, yeah, years I old. that. And they found... Slenderman on the internet and everything and thought it was real and ended up murdering one of their friends yeah. because Slenderman told him to do it. I, I think there was an update to that story recently. It was something about, like, they regret what they did or something like that. Like, I remember reading something about that, that they made a statement mm -hmm. after... Well, it it happens... It happened a good bit ago, so they're, they're, they're quite a bit older now. And, you know, they're probably starting to understand... Or they, they have started to understand just how yeah. horrible everything was. Because when you're, when you're really young like that, you don't completely understand. You don't realize your consequences have actions. Um, other way around. Excuse me, what? Your actions have consequences. I really said that backwards and thought nothing of it. Okay, that's where my brain went. <laughs> Alright, that's how this is going. Fair enough, okay. I did not even pick up on that. Fair enough, you should have corrected me. Well, I was sitting here and I'm like, wait, do you actually think that's the saying? Apparently I did. Like, the, the speech generator got, had a glitch in it for a moment and words got mixed up. Back in the 1900s. Your, you consequences your consequences had actions. Have actions? New merch idea, just 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 a red shirt with white lettering, just your consequences have actions. I love it. I would wear it. 
Anyway. Actually, oh, that gives us a moment here. So, uh, both of us tonight are being quite fashionable, if I do say so myself, with our Squonk and the Hag t-shirts. One of my, if not my most comfy shirt that I own. Um, yeah, I so I get the, um, because you can go on our website and like there's a, a like the same logo on a couple different styles and stuff like that and i get the like mm-hmm. vintage sports tee or something like that that has like the stripes on the arm and it has like this seam yeah. across like the collarbone that makes the top like super soft and stretchy like it doesn't i, I don't know it's hard to explain but i really love like i love this shirt and i have a couple different shirts in this same style from the company that our merch is through. So if anybody is interested in either Krakow's super comfy regular t-shirt or my super comfy vintage sports t-shirt, uh, our website has a link to our shop. Hashtag kind of sponsored. Hashtag we're really bad at pushing our merch and no one has ever bought anything except people that work on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, hey, that's fine. More comfy shirts for me, but you know. Well, I have, I have this one. I have okay, bye, and um, I have uh, team hags. Nice. I also have the uh, squawk and hag baseball hat. As you should. Yes, just all the merch. Yeah, I. It makes us look really fancy because we've sold all this merch and I bought ninety percent of it. <laughs> I mean, unless you tell someone that, they're not going to know that. <laughs> Look at all these sales. They totally weren't all me. Yeah, we're super popular in Pennsylvania. Prove that it wasn't. <laughs> so, shall I continue with the story? Yes, yes, sorry. This is fine. I'm expecting tangents. This is fine. Well, I mean, it's me pushing our merchandise. The same as if I would say, hey, guys, we recently started a Patreon. You should join. Also that, yes. You know, I'm like super slick and subtle and tactful when I'm, um... And I am not. I will just say, buy this. Oh, that was that was sarcasm, Kraken. Fair. I knew that. Because your consequences have actions. Yes. The yours not? The story. Yes. <laughs> but you'll, you'll be happy to know that the interesting thing about the back rooms is, is you could, you know... According to the lore, you could just fall into them at any point. You know how it, it's kind of like when you're really tired and you do that little nod thing, but you like kind of catch yourself before you like nod off. Mm-hmm. Just imagine if you did that, but whenever you lifted your head back up, you're not in your room anymore. I don't like this. Yeah. So just days after this original post and description, people began making stories and putting them all over various subreddits like r slash creepypasta, and later it even got its own subreddit, r slash backrooms. Um, and eventually a fandom began to form based on backrooms and the creators began to expand on the, this original description by adding additional floors or levels. So it started off as just the one, the one carpeted room that was in the image. And then we had to make it worse by adding more levels to it. Why? And um, there, there are some wiki pages with descriptions and images of these levels, and uh, they go all the way to like a th- level a thousand. So, because why not? It'll be fine. Uh, also, uh, not all of them do, but some of them have creatures in them. Like 
bunny rabbits? More like giant monstrous anglerfish, but I mean, you can call that a bunny rabbit if you want. Did you actually know that in real life, anglerfish are huge? No, I didn't. I I just always assumed, you know, like... I thought they were like the size of like a a football. Same. Are they not? Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, that's terrifying. Even more reason to be afraid of the ocean. Anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, for example, level one, as I said, has the industrial architecture, and level two is like a series of darkly lit service tunnels. Um, level zero is the original description and image. Um, there's even one, I think, that's like, you know, the suburban, like, cul-de-sac type homes that are like cookie-cutter houses, and they're all like really close together? Mm-hmm. There's one floor mm-hmm. that's just supposedly rows, endless rows of those houses. Huh. In case that wasn't creepy. This is all creepy. Mm-hmm. This is all creepy. Although it is reminding me so far, surprisingly, uh, I don't know if you've ever watched the the TV show The Librarians. No, it's a great show. Loved it. Um, so I don't know if you ever there was like a movie with Noah Wiley called The Librarian, and then later they did um, a spinoff TV show from these movies, and uh, it was the whole thing. But one of the episodes, it's actually the Labyrinth of the Minotaur, mm-hmm. but it's not just like, it's just, it's not just like this big labyrinth. It's actually kind of like changes almost like this with these different levels. And like, you will go from one level to another without even knowing it. Like, that's kind of how this like works. Geometry actually. and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's, that's why this is reminding me of that episode. And, uh, the the one like I'm gonna have to check this out. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, I I own it. But um, besides the point, so the the one character is like a genius level mathematician type, mathy person mm-hmm. who like understands geometry and all that stuff. So she was able to kind of figure out geometrically the way that the the labyrinth kind of like trapped them in there and stuff. But, um, I'm doing a, again, synopses by Mo. They're fantastic. It's fine. It's good enough. But this, it sounds so, I want, I wonder if maybe this was like an inspiration to the writers or if it's just a coincidence, but. I don't know. Cause there's a lot of things that, uh, later on we'll talk about the liminal spaces because liminal spaces are actually a real thing and you've possibly been to one or by one. Everyone's. probably been to one at least once or passed by one without knowing it. I've even recently been to one, so that was fun and not creepy at all. But continuing on... I don't like this. It'll be fine. By March of 2022, our slash backrooms had over 150,000 members. And um, as with most fandoms, uh, there are groups of people who prefer the original version with the, you know, the, the large carpeted room and all of that from the original description. People prefer just that rather than adding all the other additional levels and spinoff stuff. So the book was better than movie type people. Basically, yeah. So they made a separate uh, Reddit subreddit called r slash true backrooms. So there's many different places with information. All of it's going to be different because I looked at two different uh, wikis for information. Some of them levels had no information, whereas on the other page, that level has information. So it's, it, it varies depending on where you go to look at stuff about it. But people have made a bunch of short stories, video games, um, 
short films based on this, which one of those is something that I sent you to get you uh, introduced to this story a bit, and you seem to really enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can't wait to Mm -hmm. watch that again. Yeah. But in a um, another thread on, on the same board on 4chan, um, someone had asked, and I thought this was a good question that I didn't really think about, they asked, what if someone no-clipped into the back rooms in, like, the year 1800 or 40 BC or the year 2200? Would they still go to an early 21st century room? Uh, another user responded and said, a previously unknown back system of caves hidden in the home cave system leading to an eternal labyrinth of cave, occasionally looking out onto the world, the savannah, the water's edge, a lit fire at night, birds migrating in slow patterns, but unable to reach through the invisible tunnels that you're lost in. Of course, those who re- uh, returned reported events in their own cultural terms Maybe some were taken seriously upon reappearance, and those occurrences contributed to new myths, but most never returned. So the backrooms would vary based on what time period someone entered it in. So Victorian, it would be more Victorian. It would look like what they're used to. So is this the Matrix? I mean, technically it's sort of like, you know how in Skyrim you can like go under the map? Technically the backrooms are the equivalent of doing that in real life, so kind of? Well, it's just, like, the the Matrix, like, changes to, you know, it it modifies itself to you, I guess, type thing. So, like... I guess, in a sense, if you you go with that, then, yeah, it kind of would be. Great. But it's always going to be scary, though. Awesome. That's the only thing that doesn't change. It's, it's, It's never not creepy and unsettling. But there are even things that maybe, I don't know which one inspired which, but there are uh, other urban legends that are similar to this. So supposedly there are ways to intentionally access the back rooms rather than just falling into it. Um, One of which is a Korean game slash ritual. Uh, It's called the Elevator Game. I didn't list all of the steps here, but the ritual involves finding a building with 10 floors And when you get on, it has a certain order that you press the buttons and go to different floors. Like you'll go to floor two, then you go up to five and then back down. It's, it's a whole complicated thing. And then supposedly when you get to the last step and you exit the elevator, you're in what looks like a normal floor, but it, something's not quite right. The the lights are off. And the only thing you can see from the windows is a red cross in the distance. And there's no people there except you. I'm not quite sure what the red cross in the distance has to do with anything or or what that means. I could not find information on that, but... So is it like a, a red Christian cross or is it like a disaster release red cross building? Again, I, I looked for more information on this, but nothing really mentioned it. I'm thinking it's like a glowing red cross, like there's like a creepy church in the distance or something like that. Like a hospital cross, like oh, the, like a plus almost rather than a cross okay, yeah. cross. But I, that's what I thought. But it didn't specify. It just said red cross. And you can follow the same series of steps to get back to where you started if you if you would like to leave. But apparently, you can only exit through the same elevator that you entered. So if you go to a different elevator or forget what elevator you came in on, then you kind of stuck. Now, does is it a building with exactly ten floors? Or is it a building with at least 10 floors? 
I saw a couple different things that said it has to be 10 floors, and then I saw some things that said as as long as it has at least 10 floors. So it seems like it has to be 10 floors, though. From like a lot of things that I saw, it seems it seems that it has to be 10 floors. Okay, I'll make sure to avoid buildings with exactly 10 floors. I mean, I couldn't find this one to include in here, but I uh, read a story one time where... Uh, it's similar to the the elevator game. Um, people in Korea would would get on elevators, and the elevator would stop on a floor that didn't have a number. Like there was no button for this floor, and they're not they're not quite sure why this floor is here, how it's here, because it shouldn't be there. Is it like a, the thirteenth floor, or is that so, or is it like something completely different? I mean, it's it's similar to that. It's like going to a building with ten floors, and you press ten, and it goes to some weird eleventh floor that has no button. Hmm. So just think about that next time you get on an elevator. It could go to some random floor. I'm good. I'm good. I'm 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 I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm just never going to leave the house again. It's fine. I'll just never leave the house and... Your house could even be a liminal space. Well, actually, no, it can't. Actually, think about the description. Never mind, it can't. I had that wrong. You are safe in your house. So I'm never going to leave my house. And... Um... Yep. Yeah. Until I find another urban legend or story like this to go with, you know, your own house, and then... Well, I mean, our house is way over 100 years old, so it's definitely haunted. Uh, so time to research the history of your house and then give you a ghost story related on your house. Okay, cool, got it. Actually, because it is a Krakow tale night. It's a spooky tale night. This is a little sad, but mm -hmm. the other day I was... In, in the bathroom brushing my teeth and I went and turned the light out and started walking towards the bedroom and I saw a streak and I thought it was Biggs but Biggs was downstairs and I think it was Bubba I mean it could have been he was hanging out with me and then he, he ran into the bedroom to go to bed most likely yes gotta, gotta see where the, if the, the beef jerky is still around well I also like I will be, like, laying in bed and I'll feel a cat, mm -hmm. like, jump up and cuddle up with me, and I'll look down and there's nothing there. I mean, that's that's the only haunting I would welcome. Yeah. And I don't think it's a haunting. I think he's just home. Just visiting, yeah. Not even visiting. He's home. Well, that too, yeah. He's just here. Just, just hanging out. Yeah. Just vibing. Chilling with his brothers and his sissy. Anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna... Stop crying. <laughs> yeah. Back to the creepy stuff. On the uh, on the fandom wiki, as I said, there are numerous entries for like around a thousand levels. Um, one of the more interesting ones to me that I like looking up stuff about or, or I will occasionally see stuff about is uh, level 37 or more commonly known as the pool rooms. Is this the thing we watched? Basically, yeah. It's leaving out of, like, level zero and going to the pool rooms in the video that I showed you. Um, it's it's an expansive maze of interconnected rooms and hallways that are slightly submerged in a rippling bluish-green lukewarm water. Each room varies greatly in size and structure from regular pools and hallways to more abnormally shaped spaces. The walls and ceiling and floor appear to be made of the same white ceramic tile, and oddly enough, all the tiles are in perfect condition and very clean. Somebody takes care of it. Yeah, so someone, they got a good janitor. 
Yeah. Especially with how like massive these rooms Ooh. are, I can't imagine how many janitors you would need to keep it clean. Yeah. Or what kind of filtration system you got. And uh, the best part about the pool rooms is there are certain areas where there's just large pillars sticking out of the water, and other areas have staircases that just spiral down into deep water-filled pits. Now... So that's fun. I shouldn't ask this. I should not ask this. I don't know why I'm going to ask this, but I'm going to ask. Is this one of the floors with a creature? As far as I'm aware, no, there's no creature in, in this floor. Oh, thank God. I couldn't find much information about it, surprisingly. It, it's. It, I guess this is one of the lesser known ones, but I thought it was more common than what I could find. I actually couldn't really find much on it, but um, there's one floor called the, the party rooms. So... You know how you could, these places, sort of like Chuck E. Cheese, have the little spaces you can rent out for birthday parties and stuff. It's that mm -hmm. it, they have the happy, the generic birthday stickers all over the windows and walls and stuff. Yeah. And the little plastic tablecloth. It's basically just a bunch of rooms of just that. It's decorated for a party, but there's no presents, no food. It's just the decorations set up, and there's no people. But apparently on this floor... You you should you should hope that you're there as a guest and not uh I think it was guests and partygoers. Oh, okay. Apparently one one of them is hunted by the other, so like that's that's fun. Awesome. That how that can't possibly go wrong, right? And that's just a rough summary. As I said, I couldn't find an exact description on that for some reason, which I I don't know why, but. And from from the way that uh, from from what I research is that these work kind of like Minecraft Nether portals, where you enter is not always where you exit. Oh. Sort of like I see. You enter one spot, you travel for a while across a few levels. When you exit, who knows where you'll be? Yeah. As I remember, uh, there was one short video related to this on YouTube. Um, I don't, I'd have to look for it again, but it was uh, someone filming their uh, skateboard video with their friends and he trips and falls backwards, but instead of hitting the ground, he like falls through the ground and ends up in level zero. Oh. And then this is spoilers if anyone wants to actually find this video and watch it, but uh, it ends with uh, him running from something. It does, never shows what. But he takes a ramp that slides down into another room, but when he slides down it, he falls out of the back rooms, and it, he's in midair back in the overworld, falling to the ground. Oh, God. That's horrifying. Yeah, that's not good. No. Yeah. Yeah, that's not... That's not... That's not cool at all. No. Um, no. No. But it actually made me think... I think it was it was one of Ranger stories. It might have been the Benetton Triangle story about the guy where they were like drinking and they ra they they were mm -hmm. racing each other and he's like, "I bet you I can do it." Yada yada, and he just disappeared. Oh yeah. What if he fell into a liminal space? I mean, possibly yeah. Well, I mean, you'd say he fell into the back rooms, not really a liminal space, because uh, that's what we're gonna touch on next. Um, so. Oh, okay. Well, okay. What well, if he fell into a back room? He he fell into something like that. 
maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, we that story, I, I believe it was where we were talking about triangles, which are, I don't think, the same. Escalator triangles? But that, uh, that actually, you, you're talking about uh, where he just disappeared, what if he fell into the back rooms? Um, that makes you wonder about the, the missing 411 stories where people disappear in one part of a forest and show up somewhere miles away across terrain that they shouldn't have been able to cross in that amount of time. Yeah, I think that missing 411 is actually on the uh, list of things to research. If not, it should be, but I, like, I, th I think you're right. I think it is. So on to uh, liminal spaces. Uh, supposedly, a lot of people believe that the back rooms are the origin of the liminal spaces aesthetic, uh, which liminal spaces are just normally busy places uh, that are now strangely empty. So my my best description of a liminal space is, uh, have you ever been on a trip as a kid and on the ride back home, you fall asleep and then you wake up a little while later to find that it's now dark outside and you're stopped at some small gas station in a random unknown town. You don't know what time it is and your family are the only ones there besides the employee inside. Ah, okay. And it's like super creepy. Uh-huh. It just it just don't yeah. feel right. Yeah, that's a liminal space. It's uh, it's it's neither point A nor point B, but it's somewhere in between. Liminal spaces. The definition of them is it's a transitional or intermediate space. It's somewhere between two points. Like a line. Which is why a lot of times airports seem creepy. Okay. I mean that yeah, that makes sense. So my makes experience sense. with it with this was uh So it's like a Oh, go ahead. Oh. Okay. No, 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 no. go go ahead cuz I I will just make a mental okay. note. So uh yeah, my experience with this was uh whenever I went to uh help Bobo move when I went to Nebraska and uh I got to the airport early in the morning, like the checkpoint area was busy and just full of people. But like, as soon as I left that area, it was dimly lit. It's dark outside. Sun's still coming up. The stores are closed. So no nothing's open and there's no people in the hallways leading to the terminal. So it's just, it's just me and the occasional people passing by, but it's just very empty. It's just like, oh, I'm not right here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it seems like this is more of like a, a psychological phenomenon versus much, like yeah. a yeah. So it's it's just the the lack of people partnered with the expectation of people that makes it unsettling because our brains try to fill in the gaps. They always they always want things to be in patterns and order and structure. Like our our brains try to try to get that uh all around us. So then when something isn't fitting that expectation, you get that weird feeling, which is why uh a lot of times, you know, you know that gut feeling that yeah. something's wrong or I shouldn't do this or whatever. The reason you get that gut feeling is because you are subconsciously sensing something is not right with the situation. And 
you know, it's either you're talking to someone and something with their tone changes or something with their body language, uh, you know, micro expressions, something that you're picking up that you don't realize you're picking up. Uh, It's not an overt uh, thing. So when you go to these areas that everybody knows, oh my God, airports, they're always busy. Oh my God, this is always busy. You go to, um, you know, something that you know, I just lost that sentence right there. But, you know, you go in and your brain expects something and you get something completely different and it doesn't know what to do. It's just like, ah, it cannot compute. Yeah, but another thing that adds into that is uh, a place that's familiar. Somewhere it's like airports. Like I, I know not everyone is familiar with an airport, but for the most part, you have some expectation of what an airport is like. You've seen Again, it in TV you're expecting and movies, one thing, or but, yeah. yeah, um, or even like a mall, because malls can be liminal spaces too. Especially if you go to one that has like, a, and these are called uh, dead malls or zombie malls. Uh, they usually have uh, a high vacancy rate and low consumer traffic, so it's like a lot of the stores are closed and empty, and there's just not a lot of people going there. But there's still a few stores that are open. So it's usually just we have you a walking around in a couple mall. around here like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the one that I mentioned. There's actually one that's listed uh, on uh, the Wikipedia page for dead malls that's in Exton, Pennsylvania. I have been to that mall uh, many times in yeah, the that's, past. Yeah, that's considered a dead mall, technically. I, I can understand why. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's... So you have been to a liminal space. Great. Well, I, also it's making me think... Because um, one of the pictures you included in here looks like a high school or something. Uh, maybe yeah. it's a hospital or something, but like it, for some reason it's reminding me of high school. And I remember like middle school dances where everyone was supposed to be in the auditorium or whatever. And if you had to go to the bathroom or you had to go um, to get a drink or something like that, you would go down the hall right outside and you know you're used to the school always being full of people always having someone in the halls always having the lights turned up but for the dances because people weren't supposed to be out and about the lights were all turned off except for a couple here and there and it was just like Mm -hmm. this abandoned dark creepy hallway so you know again you're expecting people and bustling and all that stuff and then you're getting nothing and it's creepy you want to know something that's like it's on that level but somehow I'm remembering it as a lot worse okay so my my grandma used to be uh, used to work at uh, the one of the local schools as she was the cafeteria manager and um so she was usually there after everyone had left there was no workers there it was just her there doing paperwork and stuff and mm-hmm. doing inventory. Doing her job. Because um, she's awesome. Pretty much, yeah. So a lot of times I would tag along and uh, I got to see the school dark and empty. It's horrifying. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, it would be a fun place to like go and just, you know, take photos of the empty hallways and stuff just purely to, to make unsettling images, but um, I wouldn't want to be there alone. Oh my god. Yeah, can you imagine being there completely alone? Oh my god! Oh my god! Because you know, like, they have, like, 
it's, it's not completely dark because like there's like one or two lights on just to give a little bit of light so that way if anyone's in there you, know, you can kind of see where you're going but so there's like that little bit of the fluorescent light buzzing and that's all you can hear and if you walk on the floor you've got that squeaky shoe sound no 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 now imagine combining all of that and then somewhere in the school you hear a door close no yeah yep no I'm good I'm good I uh so I had a very different experience with my because my grandparents babysat me when I was a kid because uh, my, my grandfather owned a construction business mm-hmm. and my grandmother ran the office so out of their home so I would go to my grandparents' house, and uh, they had the office was down in the basement, and I would just rearrange their office supplies and <laughs> play with the check check machine. So That's fair. <laughs> play with the photocopier too. Oh man, I probably killed so many trees playing with the photocopier. So like, I didn't have a lot of creepy stuff with that. So I'm like, now I'm like, thank, oh, no offense. But I'm so glad that my grandmother was not a uh, cafeteria manager at a school taking me to an empty school at night. I mean, that's... <sighs> now mm-hmm. we know why Crackle is fair. the way he is. Mm-hmm. I mean, technically, you could possibly have a liminal space in your house if your house is big enough. I mean, if you have, like, a decent-sized hallway, that could be a liminal space because, I mean, it's it's... A transition spot it's between rooms so technically that's a liminal space true true yeah because like the the part that was always creepy about the school you know not not quite to the extent that you had but it was the hallways that were creepy mm-hmm. like you go into the bathroom all and the doors fine. yeah when you went into the bathroom you were fine and like with a, a school hallway you would have all the lockers so it's like a lot of doors a lot of doors um, Speaking of uh, creepy things that are uh, supposed to be familiar, but something's off about them, um, that begs the question, y- you know, the uncanny valley effect where, mm-hmm. you know, things look human, but they're not quite human, like a drawing or an animatronic or something, and mm-hmm. it just doesn't look right, mm-hmm. and it makes you afraid. Which is why uh, cartoons and stuff over-exaggerate features so it's not too realistic, so it's not creepy. But that 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 begs the question, why why do we as humans, why did we evolve to be afraid of things that look almost human but not quite? What did we experience at some point to make us afraid of things that look human but aren't? You. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, where is he going to go with this one? <laughs> no, that's, that's just it. But, um... That's basically the summary of the back rooms and liminal spaces. I, I I could literally go on for hours if I wanted to pull up the wiki and just list off different rooms. Um, I'm good. One of them, I don't remember which level it was, but uh, someone like me who is afraid of the ocean, um, unless I'm on a boat or flying over it. Um, this one horrifies me. I don't remember which level it is, but apparently there's like a uh, a connecting room that looks like a cluttered office space. Uh, that that's your safe spot, but it has a door leading to the next room. And when you open the door, you're not looking straight into the room. You're looking like the door is in the ceiling. 
So it's one of those things where gravity gets a little weird. Oh god, so you're like looking down on the top. Yeah, when you, and and the description that I saw for that one was that if you open the door and you get too close, gravity will take effect and it will pull you into the room and you will fall into the room and into the water. Cuz the room is literally just that, it's just a never-ending ocean that is very deep. This is where the anglerfish is, somewhere. I mean, it's a good place for it, because if the anglerfish was, like, in uh, a workshop or something like that, like, not in the water, I would be... No. That probably wouldn't be very good. No, because a, a floating anglerfish that doesn't need uh, liquid just going around in the air following you is, um... That's not my idea of a fun time. So basically, it's like, um... Do you remember the comic and then the little story, the writing prompt about, like, what if, uh, forests were, like, oceans where they got lar- things got larger and, like, it got darker the deeper you went into the forest? You remember that? Mm-hmm... Imagine that, but like when you walk into the forest, there's just this massive anglerfish the size of a school bus just floating around the trees. Just swimming around the trees. Nope. I'm never Fair leaving enough. my house again. That's, that's the alive. point of the show. <laughs> We're turning everyone into introverts. <laughs> I mean, I'm already one. I'm already one. Uh... I am an extroverted introvert. Whatever that means. But, um... Yeah. I'm like, like I'm never leaving... No, it means that when I am comfortable, I am very outgoing and uh, talkative and all that kind of stuff. But when I am not comfortable or my social battery is low... Like, I have a very small social battery. Uh, So when that's out, I'm like, done. Gone. But... Did we just discover why our Krakow? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Because it sounds a lot like me. You are an extroverted introvert. Fair enough. But uh, you can also be an introverted extrovert. Uh, uh, okay. Which means that you like love you love people, you love going out and doing things and being social and stuff like that, but you're very quiet and you just kind of like to... Yeah, experience without talking. The more you know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this one was a bit of a shorter one than usual Krakow Tales, but that is basically all I got on that, unless, you know, you want to hear more levels. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You sure? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go do something happy, not creepy. I mean, there, there's one that's like, uh, it, it, it's a, supposed to be a prominent safe space that's, it's called Neon Paradise. That's just a lot of neon pink. Ooh, I like that. Actually, I really want one of the places I want to go. I've never been. Um, is the Neon Graveyard in Las Vegas. I really want to go to that. My parents went, and they said it's amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just so cool. Like, I've seen so many pictures, and it's just so... 
And like neon signs were just so beautiful back then. And then you have like that creepy, like aged falling apart aspect to things. Yeah. I really want to go there someday. The only problem is that if we go to Vegas, Chris will want to do the Fallout tour. I mean, if you bring me too, then I, I can preoccupy Chris with that, because, I mean, that would be something that I would do too, so. Well, he did finally acknowledge that it is extraordinarily dangerous to walk it, because it is in the desert, and... I mean, that's understandable. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially depending on the time of year you go. Because, uh, like, it's it's a lot longer and a lot further than it seems when you're playing a video game. And it is mm-hmm. excruciating conditions. And a lot, I guess people have tried it without being fully prepared and have, you know, had to call emergency services or something like that because they just couldn't, like, it your body's not made to do that. So the situation is not funny, but the image of someone having to be uh, air rescued out of the Mojave Desert in full Fallout cosplay is kind of funny. Well, especially, like, imagine if they did, like, a power armor cosplay. Like, not even, like, just, like, a vault suit, you could probably make it out of, like, breathable cotton and stuff like that. But if you did, like, a Mm. full-blown like head to toe armor that would you know someone went out there in roman centurion armor oh. <laughs> and a gas mask or something <laughs> oh crap anyway thanks for the horrible story now it was good yeah. it was good it's just creepy and i don't like oh, it oh i i completely understand on on this show horrible is a compliment <laughs> well, I will say, uh, so next week is a motel, and it's actually a sort of vintage story from the late 80s, early 90s, but it has gotten some uh, resurfaced press recently. So, Ooh. Uh, yeah, so we're going we're gonna to be going back, back a wee bit. Back to the 1900s? <laughs> yes, back to the 1900s uh, in sunny California. Very fancy. We'll see if anybody can guess what, what story it might be. I can't guess. Well, you actually probably know what it is. If you've looked at the notion, which you probably haven't. I probably do, but I honestly yeah. can't think of what mm-hmm. it is. Figures. Well, anyway, so thank you for the story, Krako. Good job. Yes. Bobo should get you a cookie or something. And uh, we will see you guys all next week. For more terrifying stories. Yeah. For more horrifying, traumatizing stories. But uh, don't forget that we do have a Patreon now. I don't actually, you know, like, don't feel obligated. But if you do want to help support us, we would like it. Or you can buy some merch and then you have some comfy shirts. Uh, I don't know what other stuff we do, Krakow, but I'm sure there's things. There's things, and there's also stuff, and there's stuff involving things, and things involving stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we have a website that has stuff on it that you can, like, read. It's almost like we don't know what we have that we do. (laughs) What's really sad is I made most of it myself. Uh, (laughs) We have social media. 
Um, that's a thing. We have Twitter. We have a website. We have uh, we we got a Patreon. We got merch. An Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Look at me forgetting about YouTube. We have all of the social media. Basically, if you want to see what we have, it's on the website. It is on the website. It is on the website. So yeah, do that. And uh, I know we have mentioned financial support through various means, but if you want to support us in a free way, you can always leave a review on whatever platform you listen. I know Spotify has reviews. Apple has reviews. Well, maybe Spotify doesn't. Apple has reviews. Podchaser. Podcaster. Pod. Podchaser. Basically, you can leave a review wherever there's a section for reviews. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. This is what happens when I go off script. You're finding out that your consequences have actions? Yeah. My consequences have some really major actions, dude. Same. Same. <sighs> but yes. Uh, before we ramble into eternity, into a liminal space. Mm-hmm. And then find our way in like an we, audio back room. Yeah, I feel like if we ramble enough, we're just gonna like end up in back rooms. Yeah, but we are gonna end it here. <laughs> oh God! But thank you guys so very much. We are truly appreciate you listening, and we will be back next week with some true crime. As always, make sure to check out our website for all of the show notes, sources, and more information at thesquonkandthehag.com. And we would also love and appreciate your support by either leaving a review on iTunes or through small monthly donations using the viewer support link in the description. And if you don't subscribe, make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast network to get notified of new episodes every Thursday. All right, Krakow, you ready? Okay, bye.